While the Fed is trying to slow down the economy and they're raising interest rates, trying to fight inflation, and this is something we haven't seen, most investors have not seen in a very long time. So the question is, what do you do with money? Well, I was always taught that it, that uh, real estate was a great inflation hedge. I don't know if it still is, but I know who knows. The man who's been involved in over a billion dollars in real estate transactions, Carlos Vaz, is founder and CEO of Conti Capital, who joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Hey, Dave. Great to be here today. So, hey, you know, I mean, me. think about, think about the, the, the people <laughs> on the earth right now who have never seen inflation. I mean, it has been a long, long time. So does yes. it does real estate work in inflationary times? Um, well, when you look at the inflation, right, you have, right? And mainly when you look at the real inflation, right? It's not only rent, but it's rent, it's the gas, it's food, it's all the above, right? And, um, well, real estate, you need to keep in mind, is one of those primary needs. Food, water, shelter, and safety. Remove one of them, you're not able to work. So... If you look at from 2019 to now, there is a shortage of homes in the U.S. So when you look at real estate, maybe it's not by, be the, best, by, the best time for you to buy your house and say, you know what, to, for a 30-year mortgage now to pay a 7%, I might hold on this year. Uh, but if, if I'm able to invest in real estate, it's, it's indeed a great hedge against inflation, right? Because the demand for rental properties are just coming up. Now the construction pipeline is going to come down, and uh, and people are still going to have still going to have babies, and people are still going to get older, right? So the demand for housing is going to be very very strong. But but it's it, a great real asset. estate is a broad category. So what I think what I sure. hear you saying is that multifamily real estate is a good investment, not necessarily what I mean. There's office buildings, there are strip centers, malls, you know, real estate are, are raw land. Sure. Yeah, so if I'm going to look at this here, I I am more partial to what we do, which is residential real estate, in this case, multifamily, because if you look at office, right, office is still coming back. It's still trying to have what's the office occupancy. It's hybrid work. It's not hybrid work. It's still struggling. Your A-plus office in great locations, there's a high demand. Anything beyond that is questionable. Um, if you look at hotels, hotels, the same thing, still trying coming back, but uh Retail, retail is is it's a question by itself. With Amazon sometimes get in or not getting into that area, but the residential side is extremely resilient. You're right. Uh, your business is is investing other people's bodies, and mm-hmm. we are the U.S. I mean, as tough as it is here right now, it looks to me like we're an oasis. I mean, we're a lot better off than a whole lot than most of the rest of the world. It looks like. Does that mean that money comes here? Hands down. I think last year, if you look at the data, David, uh, if you look from um, mid last year to going back to, uh, 12 months ago, we had almost $300 billion in real estate transactions in the U.S. There's a lot of international money coming over here. And you hit a very, very good point. Give me a second currency as strong as the uh, or. At near the U.S. dollar, not as strong. Just give me the second one. There's not a second one. If you if you and I have this conversation three years ago, you can say, "Well, there's the English pound, there is the euro." There's no. I think that the dollar is really taken off as a, which is good and bad for us here. Yeah, and, as and, a very and, strong. 
And, and, and the bad aspect is that, you know, if I'm sitting and investing in euros or pounds sterlings or yen, for that matter, then mm-hmm. everything in the U.S. just got a whole lot more expensive. Yes. In one side, they got a whole, a whole more expensive. And sometimes the comparison that the international capital is doing is not on, a, on, a, on an economic perspective, but also on a legal perspective. It's very important that you separate both. Because for us here in the U.S., you might be talking about an economic perspective. For someone overseas, they're going to say, hold on a second. They are about to change the constitution of my country. Everything that I knew is about to change. So I need to go to a place that I have very strong rule of law, right? Rule number one, don't lose money. Rule number two, listen to rule number one. <laughs> so yeah, so some of this capital making decisions now, some of those decisions are not so much economic, are legal, that I want to invest in a place that I have safety. So a lot of capital coming here is is looking for this this flight to safety that the U.S. is able to provide. So have the rules changed for you in your investment? For, for example, have your holdings periods been elongated? We're still, we're still having the same time. If I go back in the past, in the past, you used to say kind of five to seven years. Today, we're saying three to five years to be conservative. Really? Our holding time. It's yes. shorter? Yeah, three to five years to be conservative. That's amazing. What about provision for bad debt? I mean, as you, you know, we're finding a lot of people, you know, are out of jobs or they're going to be. I mean, that's what the Fed's trying to do is trying to, you know, squeeze the the labor market. Do you have a greater provision for for bad debt in properties, people not being able to pay rent? It's it's interesting that one, I always say that real estate is a product of the financial market. We must be adapting constantly. So one thing that we did, has been now almost two years ago because we went through the pandemic and the pandemic taught us a lot, right? We went through the pandemic because a lot of our properties we had back then, our tenant profile was making about $50,000 range. That was the average income that they were making. And they were in, in the vast majority of them were working in the service industry, were working in restaurants, hotels. And we very quickly realized that that tenant profile that in the past was very reliable it becomes has a lot of challenge when you have high inflation or have a virus like this. We need to adapt. Then what we did in the last two years, we move our tenant profile to the person making that anywhere between that eighty to one hundred fifty thousand dollars, a higher tenant profile because but you keep up with the inflation. That's then you, you tap into doctors, nurses, uh, engineers, um, a lot of people. Who, with a better jobs in a certain way, or jobs that able to um, able to go through inflation, with a, in a in a more in a stronger scenario, that was able to bring your bad debt. Historical bad debt was always below three percent. Today, your bad debt is not even a one and a half. So it's actually down. So let me ask you about the money. Let me go back to the money flows for a minute. I know you, you just got back uh-huh. from, from Dubai where you have investors. You yes. hail from South America, from Brazil. Is money coming? Are we, where are we seeing the money come from? I would say where we don't see money coming from. Oh, really? <laughs> it's a, yes. It's a, we, we take things for granted here sometimes in the U.S., but they just see it like dollars, right? When you have a city like Dallas, you have a company like Toyota bring their headquarters over here, right? It's a and uh, it's a big stamp internationally for capital coming here. 
So today in Dallas, you see the Germans buying a lot, the French, the Japanese, of course, a lot from Latin America uh, and, and the Middle East as well. I think if, if someone were to, to go to the Dallas Chamber of Commerce and start talking to them and realize how much international money is already here. So it's going to be really a wake-up call for us because many times in the U.S., oh, international money is only New York, L.A., Miami. No, it's a lot in their own backyard. I mean, the saying that this smart money knows that there is Dallas, there is Austin, there is Atlanta. Um, so today you see a lot of the your typical Latin America, uh, the Brazilians coming in. You see uh, Canadians. I cannot say Canadians because Canadians are here all the time. So, uh, uh, so it's different. Uh, Israelis have been buying a lot. So you don't have, uh, um, I think you see more Europeans in a much greater level than before. Yeah, yeah, uh, that especially that's that's the that's the uh, the new area of concern, I guess. So uh, you guys have historically invested, uh, I think, exclusively in the Sun Belt, but from mm-hmm. listening to you, it sounds like you're concentrating more and more on Texas within the Sun Belt. Is that true? Um, no, in the Sun Belt, but I all lot in Sun Belt, but not this, the whole Sun Belt is created equal. That's very important. If I were to if I were to pick the best place to be, and that's our perspective, right? And and everything that you do is based on data. We well, this year we're able to create our own index that take into account 400 points before we buy a property. So we like a lot the I-35, where it's in Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, and we can put Houston. If I were to draw a triangle, that's a great place to be. 70% of the tax economy is inside of the triangle. Now, where can I find the second triangle? I mean, or or a second area that's similar to that. Take Atlanta, take the Carolinas, take Tampa, Orlando, and Nashville, and draw this circle type. That's a phenomenal location to be. So if today I were to pick the two places, would be those two regions, right? Yep. Well, it's good to hear that uh, we've still got some place to put money. Carlos Vaz is the founder and CEO of Conti Capital. We always... Enjoy the insight. Good to spend some time with you, sir. Thank you. Likewise, Dave. Dave, thank for think for a time. Thanks. For more of our conversation, go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.